0: I can definitely say that my job is very fulfilling because you get to see how, you know, veterans lives are changed from the benefits that I'm able to connect them with and, and, you know, provide them information too.
1: Welcome to Atona and Journey podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And before I introduce my special guest tonight, I do want to remind everyone, if you have not followed the social media pages for this podcast yet, I invite you to do so. You can find it at The 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, look it up on YouTube and you'll be able to also listen to some of the episodes from the past. I am also going to be uploading uh, some videos of things to do in The 209. Those will be coming shortly. So if you want to check those out, go ahead and subscribe to the channel there on YouTube. So I haven't been able to post an episode here in a while but i am actually gonna get back to it life got a little busy but i am excited because i am going to be having more guests here in the upcoming weeks and so that'll be taken care of all will be good and i won't go on a three four week hiatus as i did here but i'm back not as busy as i wasn't past week so ready to be able to share more interviews with everyone And as I always like to say, if you know anyone else who would like to be on the show, please feel free to share them with me. Really helps me a lot. And I've gotten some guests actually thanks to some of you who are listening right now. So shout out to everyone who does that. And on that topic, actually, special shout out to Yesenia, one of our listeners here on the podcast, for actually referring our special guest tonight to the podcast so she's able to talk about her story and what they do at her job. So thank you, Esenia. I really appreciate that. So my special guest tonight is Mariana Pierce. She is actually the veteran Service Representative for the Veterans Office in Stanislaus County. She actually grew up in the Central Valley and attended Thomas Downey High School, where she actually enlisted into the service right out of high school. And so she'll be talking to us more about what it was like to be in the service, to grow up in Modesto, and more about what her office does and all the benefits that veterans have that they might not necessarily know about. But she will be uh, talking about a few of them here tonight. So welcome to a tonight journey, Mariana. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, really excited to be back. I know I've been on a little hiatus as I let everyone know earlier, but um, we'll be getting back to it. Got more people scheduled up, so we'll have more episodes here for everyone listening.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your show. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And uh, I want to get started by asking you more about uh, what it was like for you to grow up here in the Central Valley. I know that you told me that you were born in Nevada, moved down here to Modesto pretty much at a really young age, right? So you basically lived here all your life. So just tell me more about what it was like.
0: Yes, of course. So I moved here when I was very young. Um, elementary school age. So I went to elementary school in Brehart Elementary, which is on the south side of Modesto. Middle school, I went to Hanshaw Middle School, same thing, south side of Modesto. And then eventually I went on to Thomas Downey High School, where eventually I actually met my army recruiter um, that got me to join the military uh, straight out of high school. So I've grew up in the Central Valley all my life. And so for me, It was there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to come back here because to me, this is my home.
1: I think it's funny, right? Because it's something that a lot of people say, right? They'll move somewhere else. They'll be living somewhere else for a good amount of time. And then they realize, like, you know, what? I really miss it over there, you know, because of different reasons. And it's, it's nice to see that. Right. It shows how special it is here.
0: Yes. And, you know, for me, I was lucky enough that the military, you know, was able to take me around the world. I was stationed overseas in Germany, lived there for a few years and just was spread across the the country. But for me, I think regardless of where I was and how beautiful other places were, for me, the Central Valley was always my home and I always missed it. And I always looked forward to coming back and visiting. So when I exited the service, you know, there was, like I said, there was no doubt for me that I was going to come back and I wanted to come back right where I started and find a way to give back to my community.
1: So I want to know before we uh, talk about your time with the army, when you were in high school, when you were talking to your rep, kind of uh, what sparked your interest in wanting to like join the army?
0: Yeah. So for me, um, like I said, I grew up in South Side of Modesto. So it was kind of more of a rougher area. Um, So I was surrounded by, you know, obviously the average distractions in that area. You know, you have your gangs and you have this upbringing because it is the more lower income side of Modesto. Um, So my parents didn't have the ability or the funds to be able to send me to college. Um, And then for me, you know, I did take a couple classes at Modesto Junior College, but I felt like I needed a little bit more of that structure because I lacked maturity coming out of out of high school. So for me, the military was going to offer me those two things that I needed was, you know, my possibility to go and further my education in college. But it was also going to allow me to have that time to mature and actually take my education serious and, you know, not waste tuition or financial aid. You know, because I lack that maturity. So it did give me that time and that knowledge and it allowed me to grow as an individual, because sometimes coming straight out of high school, you don't know what you want to do. You really don't know what you're getting into. And college is not the same thing as high school. There's nobody there to push you to tell you to get to class, to do your assignments. That's kind of it all falls back on yourself. And for me in particular, I I really needed that structure. And I I did need a couple more years to kind of develop myself and become a little bit more mature and more reliant on my own self so that I could actually put in the work that I was going to need to advance in college.
1: Yeah, no, it's really good that they offer those things for people, right? And that there's a lot of good scholarships. And I remember in my time, they would always come down and, and you know, try to tell you about all the different benefits that they have. And they have a college right as well for anyone right. enlisted, right? So it, I'm sure it's a uh, it's good to be able to not only go to college and you know be paid to go to college, but also to uh, be serving while you know you're in the same place where you're going to college, basically, right?
0: Correct. Yes. Because there there is so many opportunities. I you know, I remember being deployed in Afghanistan and taking college classes while I was deployed. So the ability to be able to take college classes anywhere and just further your education while you're in the service. Not only, you know, are you gaining these valuable leadership experiences, but you're also, you know, furthering your education and preparing yourself for when you do exit the military service to go on and to do other, you know, other greater things out there.
1: So I'm curious, and I know we talked about it before I started recording, but I haven't really spoken into detail with uh, many veterans of like how it was like for you, like, in your first year, right, there's a whole new experience that you maybe just heard about and whatnot. But tell me more about what it was like for you, like that first year that you enlist, like, what was that experience like? So
0: for me, you know, like I said, growing up in the Central Valley, I never went very far as a young kid just because financially, you know, my parents weren't financially able to take us traveling a lot. We stayed mainly in the state of California. I never really traveled much outside of there. Um, Some places, you know, here and there neighboring, but not too far. So when I joined the military, it kind of opened my eyes to the entire country. You know, I was able to see other states that I had never visited before. Um, I was able to serve with, you know, people from other cultures that I had never been exposed to before. So that was really amazing and eye opening. But it also gave me the opportunity to kind of go to places much further than that. And I'm talking about other countries. Like I said, I lived in Germany for two years. I deployed to Afghanistan. So it it was very eye-opening to see how different, you know, countries, different demographics, different parts of the world just all kind of work differently. The economies, the thought process, everything is just, you know, different. There's a whole new world. So the military provided me that because as, like I said, living here in the Central Valley, very closed off, I didn't have much exposure to anything outside of that. So the military offered me those opportunities. Um, I know that for me, a lot of the fear, I think, when I went in, at least for my mother, that I can remember was, oh, my goodness, I hope, you know, you don't deploy. I remember, you know, joining the military and, you know, her crying because I joined the military and um, her being scared. And for me, maybe, you know, it was me being naive at the time because I was very young, you know, going into the military, that for me, deployment wasn't a thing on my mind, but it was something that within the first year of me actually enlisted and listening to the service, I actually went and did. So I was able to deploy to Afghanistan and my job in particular, um I kind of assisted with the training of the military, Afghan military police women and border patrol women. So um, I was able to, you know, be one of the first military women from the United States to be teaching these women from a different country that where their women were being oppressed to kind of hold jobs um, that were male driven, that, you know, that were unthinkable for them before, you know, the U.S. kind of came into Afghanistan. So for them, it was a big deal. And then seeing them, the military, as kind of an opening new doors for them, it was very interesting as well. I know that there was a lot of conversations with the Afghan women that I worked with, because they were shocked, they they were just in shock that women were in the military, and they were like, well, they had never seen such a thing. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, seeing a woman wearing the same uniform that her male co- counterparts wore was kind of eye opening to them, and it was it, it drove them to try even harder in the program because now these women were going to go and make a living for their families, something that typically was only done by men. So for them to go through that was, it was amazing. And it was something new and exciting. And I was so happy to be part of that. Um, And I tell, you know, I tell everyone that there isn't a day in my life that my military experience doesn't affect, you know, my way of life now or my decisions that I do now, because I always think back to when I was in the service and those moments and those experiences.
1: Well, that's really interesting. I mean, that's really not just, you know, do they get the training from it too? But like you said, they are getting their eyes opened, right? To the fact that like, hey, you could be there as well. And we know how that country operates and, you know, the mentality, right? That they've had to go through. And it's good that y'all being out there, you're able to show them that, hey, you could be there as well, Right. Right. When you guys were doing the training, I mean, I'm sure there was a language barrier, of course, right? Like, how did you overcome that? Did you have like a translator out there or how was that like?
0: Yeah, so I was very lucky um, because we were given a female translator. So in that culture, um, males are not allowed to speak or engage with the female um, Afghans, only other women. So because, you know, I was a woman, I was able to communicate with them, but there was that language barrier and I had an interpreter that was assigned to us that would allow me to communicate back and forth with them. And I honestly, you know, had it not been for her, it would have been very difficult, but I appreciated her so much. And, you know, we relied on each other, you know, because we wanted the best for these women and to give them the best training so that they could go out there and be successful
1: yeah no you definitely you definitely need one right i mean there's there's right. a lot of uh details that need to be specific, I'm sure, and need to be understood correctly after you uh finish with your service, you come back home like before we get to you know get into the office and and whatnot like tell me like how that went down you deciding to come back home after all this experience that you've had right so
0: as I was exiting service, um I honestly. I knew I was going to go to college. I that was without a doubt in my mind. I was going to finish off my education because, you know, I had started something. And for me, if I start something, I'm going to finish it. So I wanted to make sure I finished that. Um, Coming back, I was a mother. So I had my son while I was in the service and I wanted him to grow up. Kind of where I grew up because to me, you know, the Central Valley offered me, you know, a little bit of everything. You know, we, we're not too far from the ocean, you know, we're not too far from the mountains. And, you know, I loved living here and, and I have good memories living in the Central Valley. So coming back now as an adult and as a mother, I wanted to make sure that my son had those same, you know, memories and those same opportunities. So right off the bat, I knew I was going to come back. I knew I was coming back to Modesto. And I knew that whatever I chose to do, I wanted to give back to the community that, you know, that gave me so much support growing up, you know, being low income, coming back, you know, from the the poor side of town. And they kind of helped steer me in the right directions to my military service. Um, so I knew I wanted to give back. And I just, came back to Modesto and started looking, I, I began um, taking classes at MJC. And there was such great support uh, for veterans at MJC. And I really appreciated that because I think sometimes, you know, you need that support, you need that support system to kind of hold you a little bit of accountable and, you know, to be there in case, you know, you need, you have questions or anything like that, you know, coming back. I was a non-traditional student because I was older. Um, So for me, I was kind of at a learning curve. So I was learning how to, you know, go through Canvas, still how to do Blackboard and all of these things, uh, something that I wasn't very familiar with. Um, So there was a learning curve there, but MGC helped me a lot. And then eventually, you know, I ended up furthering my education at University of the Pacific out in Stockton. And... Once I finished my career, I wanted to still give back. So I had various job offers um, that I had, you know, had offered to me when I got out of college. Um and I had various friends go to, you know, to the four wins, um in different ways. I had, you know, friends that went on to work for the state, friends that went on to work for, you know, the LA Rams. And it was so amazing to see, you know, I had all of these job opportunities, but there was something missing, you know, for me, because I always told myself, I want to give back. So I remember you know, seeing the veterans service representative job for San sauce County, um, open, open up. And I, I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure I was, if I wanted to do it or not, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go for it. Um, but after really thinking about it, I was like, you know what, what's meant to be is meant to be. And I applied for it and I, and I was like, if I, if I get it, then it's meant to be, you know, mm-hmm. um. And that's how it worked out. I remember I did the application and the next day I got an email saying that I had been selected and I went through the interview process and got the job. And it's I can definitely say that my job is very fulfilling because you get to see how, you know, veterans lives are changed from the benefits that I'm able to connect them with and, and you know, provide them information too.
1: That's really great. I'm glad that you viewed it that way. And, you know, you still took the chance. And I got to say, I got to give him a good applause because that's really quick response time. (laughs) They didn't keep you waiting too long. And in other places, they can keep you waiting and sometimes not even inform you if you even get the job or not right after doing an interview. So it's it's good that they were on it. And I guess they really wanted someone quick.
0: (laughs) I see it as it was meant to be. You know, that's that's exactly why it wasn't. It was in my plan. It was meant for me.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great way to see it too. And I think that's what I'll probably now tell people too. I'm like, go for it, apply for it. And if you get it, then great. If not, then that wasn't the job for you and you weren't going to enjoy it either way. <laughs> right. Well, now I want to know a little bit more about uh, what you do there. I know you said that there's a lot of benefits that veterans don't always know more about and uh, they're missing out. What are some benefits that you guys offer there that like they should know about?
0: Right. So um, here in our office, what we do is uh, ultimately we try and connect veterans to their veteran affairs benefits for them. Um, So when I say veteran affairs, you know, a lot of the time veterans know that they could get medical, but they don't know where they go. So if you're a veteran and you served um, in combat, so you deployed, Um, you are entitled to 10 years of VA medical care. And we actually have a medical clinic here in Modesto off of Oakdale Road. So what they ultimately, what we hope for them to do is that once they get out of the service and they come back, you know, to Stanislaus County. We hope that they come into our office so that we can get them enrolled for VA medical. You know, oftentimes when they come out of the service, they do have a few months where they are still covered by their insurance from the military service but then eventually you know it runs out so they're kind of left with you know where do i go continue my medical care well you know va medical care is a great option especially if you deployed and you know you're able to get enrolled for those 10 years so getting them connected and getting them enrolled and giving them that knowledge that they do have medical care now They medical care is medical care. It's not medical insurance, but it does provide them treatment for conditions that, you know, they might be getting treatment while they were in the military. Now they're out and now they don't know where to continue their treatment. It allows them to continue that treatment. Uh, Another thing that we basically try to work more with veterans on is the compensation side of VA benefits. And when I say compensation, you know, I remember being you know young, straight out of high school and going into the military service, you know, I felt like I was unstoppable. I had, you know, the I felt like I had super straight. And then I remember coming to the service and, you know, I had a few things that hurt here and there and a service connection and compensation is kind of a benefit that the veterans have earned through their military service. And it's getting them, you know, compensated for that wear and tear kind of that they, you know, incurred while they were in service. Um, So we try to get them service connected. And when I say service connected, I mean, um, get them compensated for that wear and tear. And typically, that's what we do most in our office, um, because it is a very complicated process. And there's a lot of steps uh, that go along with it. And here in our office, we aim to just make it simple. So you come into our office and, you know, you tell us what conditions you are, you know, dealing with. And we ask a few questions and ultimately we do all the paperwork for you. You just got to come in and, you know, be willing to see if you qualify and, you know, put a little bit of the footwork in, you know, and ultimately we're here to help and we're here to go with you all the way till the very end of, you know, attaining that benefit. Um, So that's ultimately, you know, what we push for here in our office, because these are all benefits earned through your military service. And if you don't use them, you know, they're, they were created for you to use them. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of those big things. And along with for example, getting service-connected, it opens the door to other benefits, such as um, if you have children, dependent children, if you become service-connected, what that does is it opens the door for um, a benefit called the Calvet Fee Waiver. Now, the Calvet Fee Waiver um, allows dependents of service-connected veterans to be able to go to any public California uh, university with tuition-free So they don't have to pay for tuition. You still pay for the room and board, but tuition is a very big help. So um, if you're service-connected and, you know, you're the dependent of a a service-connected veteran, you can go to any, like I said, public California university, um, basically free. So we help, you know, that's one of our biggest goals. You know, we tell sometimes service members, you know, they're a little bit hesitant, but we tell them, hey, you know don't just do it for yourself, but also do it for your family. You know, you already made that sacrifice, you know, help us help, you know, your kids go to college and get you, you know, that help you get that service connection so that they qualify for this benefit. Um, So those are some of the, the bigger benefits that we offer here in our office, another benefit. And it's, it might not be as big, but Uh, We offer the driver's license veteran identification. So let's say that, you know, you have a state of California driver's license, right? At that point, um, You can come into our office, you know, you bring your separation paperwork and then we fill out the form for you so that you are able to go down to the DMV and get veteran put on your driver's license. And, you know, that might not seem like a big deal, but, you know, when Veterans Day comes around and, you know, you're, you're at these restaurants where they're asking you to kind of verify that you're a veteran, you can provide that. That's, you know, a form of proof that, you know, you are a veteran and it has it on your driver's license. Or sometimes when you go to um, certain places, um, they give, a, you know, that veteran discount. You can present that and kind of use it to be able to get those discounts. So we offer that here in our office as well.
1: Well, well, lots of great benefits. Uh, you know, I guess if no one knows too much about them, then they might not take them, right? Especially the college one really spoke to me as a college graduate myself. I know that tuition can definitely add up. and you know, a lot of people have to take out these really crazy loans. And, you know, if you don't have to pay for that, then they're helping you out a lot with that, right? Not only that, but also helping you be able to uh, find a job, right? Because I'm sure you hear the stories, right? A lot of veterans kind of struggle finding jobs at times, right? And it's good to be able to have that option that will help them, you know, be uh, more competitive candidates, right? With other people who might have already gotten degrees before.
0: Right. And, and you know what? I am so happy that you brought that up because being that we're, you know, county, we are county, you know, a county office, the veteran Service Office, um, we're also able to connect veterans with other county resources. For example, we have this great program here in our county called Workforce Development that specifically helps veterans find employment. Um, And you have somebody that works with you to bring your military experience and translate it into a resume that employers, that your civilian employers can look at and kind of compare it to the jobs that you're trying to get now. So we have those services available here in our office as well. Um, And then You know, another big one that, you know, just kind of slipped my mind because we have so many great benefits is, you know, uh, we also refer our veterans um, who are maybe having a a hard time finding housing, who might be potentially facing homelessness. Um, We help connect them with programs uh, such as HUD-BASH, which is ran through the VA medical health side of the Department of Veteran Affairs, but they are able to kind of help veterans get um, into housing, and that might be a little bit faster than going through, you know, your normal Section 8 process. So those benefits are available for veterans, and sometimes, you know, they don't know about them, and that's what we're here for. We're here to, you know, connect them with those benefits.
1: Yeah, no, and it's really good that you guys are there, because like you said, you take care of the paperwork. Basically, you just have to go in and just talk about yourself and (laughs) give your story right, and then you're there to let them know what uh, is available to them. And, and that's great to have one place that can inform you and tell you all the things that you're missing out on if you're not taking advantage of them already. Right. Well, yes. I want to hear a little bit more about um, any stories that you're able to share of any people who have come to the office and, you know, you've greatly helped them out and, you know, now they're doing this or now, you know, maybe they come back to the office and they're like, Hey, thanks to me stepping foot into that door that one day, you know, I am now here. And, You know, what are some of those stories that you can tell?
0: Right. So, you know, Yesenia, who actually was the one that kind of, you know, pointed me toward your your show, she was actually uh, one of those cases because she had just came out of the service. She moved here to the Central Valley because um, her boyfriend, who was also in the service, lived here in the Central Valley. So after they both exited the service, um, they came and moved to the, to Modesto. Um, Unfortunately, once they got here, they kind of broke up and she went on her own way, but um, she didn't really have any, you know, family in this area. And she was looking at becoming potentially homeless. So when she came in, she came in to our office on a whim. She just so happened that um, she had came to Marie Callender's because we share parking lot with Marie Callender's. And she saw the the big sign that says uh, Veteran Center. And she did not know what what our office was or what we did, but she came in here. And she walked into our office and spoke to our receptionist. And, you know, our receptionist was like, hey, if you have some time, have a seat. Sit down with one of the veteran service representatives and see what, what we can do for you. And she was actually one of my very first clients. So she came in and... Um, I was so excited. I was ready to go. And she told me, hey, you know, I don't have a job. I've been applying everywhere. I can't seem to get my foot in the door. I'm going to be needing to move out of my boyfriend's, you know, my ex-boyfriend's home and I'm not going to have nowhere to stay. Is there something that you can do for me or how can you help me? So right off, I knew that, you know, we had to get her connected with HUD Bash to help her get housing. So I gave her all the information that she was going to need in order to get over there and get that process going. Um, and then I got her connected with Lisa Sims, who runs the workforce development, to try and get her connected with an employer and get her going on that job search and maybe help her, you know, beef up her her resume a little bit more to get her connected with those employers and, you know, make more of a presence um, because she did have a lot of experience in in the military service. So we wanted to make sure that that was being reflected on her resume. And then ultimately from talking to her, you know, like you said, you know, just hearing her story, she explained how she had, you know, suffered an injury in service and how it still bothered her now. So we um, filed the claim, to get her service connected for that injury, which was awarded. So I happened to run into her, you know, because we do the paperwork, we send it off and then we, you know, we always tell them to come back and to see what, you know, what came of it, you know, if it was awarded or if it was denied, but we always, like I said, we are going to work with our veterans from beginning to end. So I had not seen her for about, I would say three months. And I just happened to be shopping at Save Mar. And all I feel is this tap on the back of my shoulder and I turn around and it's her. And she tells me, she's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't sure if it was you or not. She was like, I just took the risk and I came right over here. But she was like, I want to tell you, thank you so much because what your office did for me ultimately, one, helped me find housing, two, you got my injury service connected, which awarded me compensation that helped me financially, you know, kind of stay afloat until I was able to find employment, which she was able to find by working with Lisa Sims at Workforce Development. And I believe at the time when I was talking to her, she was on the path of becoming a, um, working with the sheriff's department, um, working at the correctional facility. So that to me, it was, you know, so amazing to see this girl that came in on a whim, not knowing that there was these benefits out for her. But, you know, coming in and just telling me her story and telling me, you know, her struggles and looking at her now and how much different and where she is now in life. Thank you to these benefits that we were able to, you know, tell her we're out there waiting for her.
1: Well, that's a really Inspirational story, and like you said, it wasn't even that much longer, right? It wasn't like it took years. It was just a few couple of months, and then you guys connected her with uh, every single service that she needed. And you know, it's it's great. It's great that you guys are doing that and offering people those opportunities that they should have already gotten, right? But I guess it, it all, maybe isn't always like communicated, right? Is that what goes on Correct. with like after you like because so I feel like. There might be like a, I don't know who would have to hear that too, right? But I feel like there should be something that happens after you get out of service, after you're back home, like maybe they should let you guys know. And so you guys could probably reach out. I don't know if that happens at all or what? So the-
0: a lot of the time we don't know when veterans are coming mm-hmm. and moving back into our county. But that's why, you know, we're we're trying to do as much as we can with outreach and letting them know that we exist and we're here. Um, we do offer some outreach opportunities out in the community. We have, you know, stand down events where we go out there and we actually are engaging the community. But again, you know, it only goes so far. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, you know, our hope is that once we get them to come in through our doors, we can get them, you know, um, connected with as many services that they're eligible as possible, whether it be through the county or federally, you know, we just want to get them those, you know, benefits that are going to help them in the long run.
1: Well, I'm glad that she managed to find the office, right? I know she was just around there. And I-, I do have to say I have driven by the office there and it does definitely stand out. You could probably be all the way in Coffee Road and still <laughs> see it, right? If you're looking down, unless you need maybe glasses to to see it from afar, like I do. But yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's really great that you guys have a good uh, building there and a really busy street like we know coffee is.
0: Yes. And we're so we're so very fortunate, you know, that our building does stand out because it does draw that attention. But, you know, ultimately, we just need, you know, if you're not sure, come on in and we'll, we'll, you know, give you the information that you need.
1: Well, speaking of outreach events, I know you were talking to me a little bit more about an event that you're going to guys are going to be having for women veterans in June. So, can you like tell me more details on it? Uh, where is it going to be at and what time?
0: Yes, of course. So we are actually having having a women veterans event June 9th of 2023 this year. And what we're hoping to do with this event is going to be a bridge event where we bring veteran women. We invite them to come to this event and be connected with service providers. And service providers, um, what we mean by them is those services that offer specific benefits to veterans and more specifically to veteran women. So we want to connect women veterans with, you know, potential benefits that they can use. And maybe at the time they, you know, they might not need them, but who knows, maybe down the road they can use them or they can refer, you know, somebody else that they know to these benefits. But We want to create as much awareness as possible that these benefits do exist and that they're out there available to the small demographic of veterans specifically you know women veterans because you know, they do women veterans do serve however you know a lot of the times the representation that we often see is that representation of our male counterparts but you know women also do serve in you know our armed forces and we want to get them the recognition and be able to give them the access to those benefits that they've earned themselves as well so at this event We aim to connect them with the benefits, but we also want to honor them. So it's also a celebration for their service. We want to thank them uh, for, you know, raising that right hand and joining um, that fight to protect their nation and ultimately telling them, you know, thank you for being part of our communities because these women, you know, oftentimes, you know, like we were discussing, we don't think about the. There is women in our communities that served. and these are our moms, our teachers, or, you know, our business owners and our community leaders. and a lot of the times we don't know that they served. So it's a great way to recognize them and thank them for being you know such a valuable assets to our communities. Um, so that will be June 9th, and it's going to be an all-day event. We do have a pre-registration um right now. So if you go to the Stanislaus County Veterans Service Office. You can see it on our Facebook page. It's been posted on there. But if you want more information, you can always contact our office. Our phone number is actually 209-558-7380. And you can ask about the, the Women's Veterans event and you'll be able to get more information about that and how to register. And then we are located at 3500 Coffee Road. Suite 19, Modesto, California, 95355. And that's also where our event will take place.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's good, right? Because like you said, it helps them also discover that there is an office there <laughs> as well, right? And know that, you know, all the benefits are available to everyone. And, you know, they could feel like I could go there as well. and And not just only that too, right? But like you told us, like, you yourself were enlisted. You served as well. So what better than actually being able to speak to someone else who was also in their shoes, right? So I think that's why they probably called you right away the following day, like you got the job, (laughs) because it's really great to be able to deal with someone who was actually in the military, right? And not maybe someone who's like, well, I know about it, I wasn't in it, but I'm just good at talking to people, right? Because you want to have someone you can relate to, not just someone who's like knowledgeable about the subject,
0: <laughs> right? It's that connection, you know?
1: Yeah. Just like you told us with the uh, Yesenia too, And I'm sure like she had that instant connection right there. And uh, I'm glad that she ran into you and say I mean, that's, that, that just shows right. That, you know, it was meant to be. <laughs> and that, you right. know, you just, you're in the right place at the right time to, to hear that. Well, I have one last uh, thing to ask you. And this goes out, um, to anyone who maybe wants to enlist in uh, one of the different branches, uh, what recommendations would you have for anyone who might not have, you know, relatives, maybe in their family, they might hear it from others, but they don't know too much about what to expect, like in your first year after you enroll. And then ultimately if you get to deploy as well, what that's like.
0: I, you know, I I think about myself, uh, you know, 18 year old self going into the military. And I always, when people ask me that I kind of, think of what would I tell myself if I could go back and tell myself Mm -hmm. what it was going to be like. And honestly, today with how technology is, you have so much access to all kinds of information and research. And my advice to anybody, whether it be, you know, a male or a female looking to join into the military, I would say do your research don't, don't take anybody's word on it and, you know, use your resources, use your, you know, your internet, you know, use, you know, whatever access you have to, to your, to your internet and, and resources, look for, uh, you know, stuff that you're interested. If you know that you want to join the military for a particular job, you know, Google, Google is great. You know, you can put in that job. What are the requirements? Um, And there's, out there, there's I know I was looking at a, a few of them. There's forums where people talk about their military service and talk about what it's like um, doing those jobs and, and all of this. So the the internet is such a great resource. There's so much information out there. And I think my my advice to those who are considering to join the service is just do your research. Don't take anybody else's word. Um, Fully to heart. Uh, Do your own research, because I will tell you this, that my military experience is way different than some of the than most of the veterans that come into my office. You know, their experience were way different. So you're not going to have those same experiences as somebody, you know, else. Um, So ultimately, do your research. You know, talk to your recruiters. Don't feel like, you know, you're being forced into doing anything, you know, just feel empowered. And maybe you need to, you know, have a friend that goes in with you when you talk to a recruiter. And having that background research allows you to feel more empowered when you're going into these um, recruiting stations. So I w- that, that would be my, my ultimate advice is kind of have a game plan. Think about what it is that you might want to do. Do research on it um and then go in and get more information whether it be you know from a recruiter or somebody that you know has served um and then ultimately you need to be the one to make the choice not anybody else you have to do it for yourself
1: i'm really glad you said all that too especially at last part because (laughs) you can't just do it because someone tells you to do it and you get pressured into doing something you don't want to right it kind of goes back to the whole thing that If your parents want you to be a doctor, but you don't want to be a doctor, don't take that road. Right. And that's something that a lot of people go through, especially in the Hispanic community. I mean, we we know it. (laughs) They want you to be a doctor, a lawyer. And like that's not really my thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is true. So always go with, you know, what your heart tells you and, and you know what you want to do. That way you don't have any regrets
1: on what you choose to do. Well, you've spoken a lot of great things about the office there and all the benefits that they offer and I'm sure there's probably more that might not be as major benefits or not be as like known about so definitely if anyone wants to go find out every single benefit <laughs> that maybe we didn't discuss today uh go check out the office and thank you for already you know mentioning the address where it's located at and like I mentioned it's a really popular area right there you have a lot of things around the office so It's very easy to find, right? It's not like maybe other offices around town that might be a little more difficult to find or even not have that much parking, like maybe in downtown, right? So I'm glad they put you all uh, out of the downtown area that, you know, can be tough to find parking at times.
0: Yes, yes, and we and we're here. Like I said, you and you know, you make a great point. We do, we do have a building that stands out, you know, very much, so that people are able to see it when they're on the road. And we are at that intersection of Coffee and Sylvan. So you should, you know, sh- should you ever come by, you're unsure if you know you qualify for these benefits or not. Please. Please stop by. And we just ask that you come in and you get informed. And, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you get more information.
1: (laughs) Yeah. In fact, even if you don't qualify for anything, you gain the benefit of meeting other fellow veterans too, right? Like yourself. So, and that's great. I mean, that's already an awesome benefit in itself.
0: (laughs) That is correct.
1: Well, Mariana, I want to thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. And, And if anyone wants more information, um, is there uh, contact inf- like information that you could share out that they could reach out to yeah. you directly
0: yes of course so our office phone number is 209-558-7380 but if you want to contact me directly you are more than welcome to my email is pierce so p-e-a-r-c-e-m at stancounty.com
1: awesome well thank you so much again for being on the podcast tonight and you know what? If I'm able to be out there for that event to maybe do a little Instagram live for anyone who listened to this episode, or maybe who didn't listen to the show and they missed out on the event, uh, but it could still go right if I get there really early. Then uh, I'm more than happy to uh, be out there if if I can make it work out.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. And we would love, you know, to get you to come out and do a live, and then just show, you know, the community, you know, what what we aim to do here with the Veterans Service Office and for our women veterans.
1: Well, thank you so much again to Mariana for being on the podcast tonight. It's great that she was able to mention some of the benefits that are out there. And if you are a veteran who's listening to this right now, go check out her office if you haven't yet, because there is truly a lot of things that you could be benefiting from. And like she mentioned, if you don't qualify for certain things, it's better to just go and apply because you never know you might be able to get some of those benefits. But as I mentioned earlier, If you don't, at the very least, you get the benefit of networking with her and other fellow veterans there at the office and get to know them there, have another place for you to go if you have any questions about anything. So uh, make sure you utilize their services because they are out there for you and they're out there to serve you as well. And if you know anyone who is a veteran, feel free to forward them this episode so they can listen to what she had to say about the benefits or share them the address for the Veteran Services Office as well. Well, thank you so much to everyone, as usual, for listening to the 209 Journey podcast. I really appreciate your support, and I don't think I'll be going on another uh, multi-week vacation here on the podcast, so you will be getting episodes uh, on a weekly basis, again, as uh, I was actually doing here earlier in the year. And as I mentioned earlier, if you know anyone who would like to be on the podcast, feel free to let them know and they can actually reach out to the podcast social media pages, which they can find at the 209 journey again on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, send a message on one of those and I'll get back to you. And we can set something up uh, just like Yesenia did here with Mariana, which again, shout out to Yesenia for helping me have this interview here and for being able to share with veterans, all this information that, she herself was not aware of but have really made an impact in her life in such a short amount of time as well well i hope you have a great morning or good night whenever you might be listening to this and you'll hear me next week here on the Nine journey podcast